Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee. This is the Autosport Podcast. In today's Formula One Saudi Arabian Grand Prix qualifying at the Jeddah Cornish circuit, it was a Red Bull on pole position, but not the world champion. One year on from his first pole position came the second for Sergio Perez, the Mexican driver posting a lap time of 128.265, narrowly edging out Ferrari Charles Leclerc, who will start 12th because of a 10-place grid drop. Uh, third was Fernando Alonso, four and a half tenths behind Perez, but he moves up to start second for an Aston Martin front row. Max Verstappen suffered a dramatic Q2 exit because of a drive shaft issue and will race from a disappointing 15th. I am joined by Autosports' Jake Boxall leg, our new F1 writer who is in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Jake, you're uh, you're not new to covering series. You've been our technical editor for a long time. You've been covering uh, Formula E, but congratulations on moving up to join the F1 team. And we're looking forward to hearing more of you on the podcast this year. How's it going? Because Saudi Arabia is your first travel, is that right? Yeah. So first of all, thank you very much, Martin. That's very kind. <laughs> it's a lot to, to get used to. And uh, as, as you say, I've been doing Formula E for the past year and a bit. That has its certain ways. You have a certain freedom in the paddock to a certain degree. In Formula One, it's so much bigger, so much more grandiose. And it's just getting used to everything, getting used to all of these scheduled media sessions and everything like that. So it, it, it's been a big, big kind of step, a lot to learn. God, I sound like a driver, don't I? Yeah, you know, there's a lot to learn. And, uh, <laughs> well, we are delighted to hear more from you in Formula One and for you to be at uh, some circuits this year. And, of course, uh, you're in Saudi Arabia. And so tell us about what you saw today. That was a good performance, a great performance even from Sergio Perez, his second pole position. But this should really have been a Red Bull front row lockout, shouldn't it? Undoubtedly. I mean, going through practice, FP1, FP2, FP3, Max Verstappen was considerably faster than every single entity on the grid. Even his own teammate. By FP3, he was over half a tenth quicker. He was a second quicker than Fernando Alonso as well. 
it, it was a huge, huge advantage that he had over the rest of the field. And to see Perez on pole, it's a surprise. And as I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later as to why Verstappen didn't get pole. I think he was, you know, he's pretty much odds on and uh, face intervened, as it were. All through the practice sessions looked like they were just waiting to start turning up the car. I don't think it's any secret this was going to be a Max Verstappen pole position if he put it all together and didn't make a mistake. Yesterday on the podcast with Hayden, our editor of autosport.com, we talked about how opportunities will arrive arise for others, probably because of reliability or the odd mistake. And, and well, look, that, 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 that's gone and happened. Can you just fill us in on exactly what happened with Max Verstappen and why there was no chance of getting him out to you know, f- do a fix and get him out into qualifying? In Q1, uh, he, he was considerably faster than everybody else, and it just looks like an absolute benefit concert um, for him. As Matt Q and I were walking through the paddock uh, yesterday, he just l- turned to me. Verstappen had just uh, finished the session four tenths faster than everybody else, and Q said to me, well, you might as well just start writing your report now, mate. It seems like I don't have to yet. And uh, as I said, Verstappen was, was considerably faster than everyone else. Uh, it was about half a tenth quicker than Perez. But Q2, he made a little bit of a mistake on his first lap, um, he had a big, what he called a big moment. And so he had to abandon that lap and go for a second one. He was doing, planning to do two cool down laps and then he was going to go again on the same set of tyres. But partway through that, went through sector one. Things were going okay. Wasn't the quickest, but it was a competitive sector one time and he was ready to go. And then in sector two, the drive shaft failed and he started you 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 could sit you see his on board you could hear his on board he was going through the gears and then just suddenly he just lost drive and you can hear that kind of dull flat sound as the accelerator just kind of dropped off with no gearing at all and he did manage to crawl back but yeah it was a a drive shaft failure for Verstappen um, and he didn't have a representative time on the board so it was p15 for him so that's Although it's a big shame for him and it's a big shame for Red Bull because they were so competitive and they were so strong and they've just done the best job out of everybody. For everybody else, this is a big opportunity now um, for them to make the most of it. Um, Verstappen is still going to come through the field tomorrow. Um, I don't see any doubt about that. But as I say, this is a big chance for everybody else to to make the most of it. There's a couple of big overtaking opportunities here, a couple of big stops. What did Verstappen say after qualifying in terms of his chances of getting on the podium? I don't think he's too unoptimistic, let's say. I think he expects Perez to, to make the most of that Red Bull and just go for it. Um, but he you know, he has his opportunities. He's got DRS. Uh, he's got a very, very fast car that's good in a straight line. So it shouldn't really be too much of a problem for him to deal with, to be quite honest. Um, that Red Bull was very, very strong. He should make his way through into the top five relatively quickly. And it might be a, a repeat of Spa last year. We'll, we'll wait and see. Um, I hope he gets a little bit more of a run for his money. But um, you'd have to say the, the smart money's on, on that happening. I think a lot will depend on when the red flag comes. Because if there's anything about this circuit, there's going to be a red flag. Well, it's been it's been genuinely very very clean and uh, until qualifying today, um, all of the rookie drivers have been very very fine in practice. Logan Sargent did have a few issues in Q one. Um, he, he'd set a time good enough to to go through to Q two, gone off track. 
his lap was cancelled and then he, he seemed to kind of snowball and he just kind of lost his way a little bit and uh, we were speaking to um, Dave Robson at Williams uh, after that and he said he just needs to learn that this small mistakes like the one that cost him his first lap it's not the end of the world and he just needs to reset and, and go again properly um, but hopefully you know he's learned his lesson uh, and we have a relatively clean one we'll, we'll see Let's talk about Aston Martin. And people said, some people said Aston wouldn't end up with race pace in Bahrain. You know, testing was one thing, but then come the race, they weren't going to be quick. And they were. And it was a podium. They said it was all down to slow traction zones. Well, here they are on a fast flowing street circuit starting on the front row. Can we now say Aston Martin has a genuinely quick car? Yes, absolutely. And the key to this is, I believe, in its time management. Its race pace is very, very strong. It seems to have really good qualifying pace, which is good. And, and Fernando Alonso is actually pretty delighted to to be P2 uh, because uh, Charles Leclerc is getting a penalty. Uh, Leclerc was second fastest, but uh, he's taking new control electronics for, for the race. So Alonso moves up a spot and starts alongside uh, Perez on the front row. But the team is much more optimistic about its race pace. Uh, as I said, it's very, very tyre kind. It's good with managing that race pace. Both Alonso and Stroll seem to be able to do consistent ty- uh, lap times in it, which is kind of what you want from a, r- a race run. Um, very, very good on uh, their medium tyre runs as well. It's genuinely a contender. But Alonso speaking in the post-qualifying press conference, if anybody is kind of dreaming that Alonso just takes the initiative and gets Perez into the first corner, Alonso's not really considering it that way. And he knows this fight isn't with Red Bull. And he's probably going to have to wait for Perez and or Verstappen to have some kind of issue. Uh, I think he very much thinks his battle is behind him. We've got this big gaggle of Ferrari and Mercedes and Alpine as well, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a little bit, on a par with Aston Martin. It's going to be a really, really interesting battle to see who gets that final podium place. And Lance Stroll, still recovering from that accident, starting on the road fifth, at one point was in Q3 setting a purple first sector, but maybe he took too much from his tyres. It's not a high deg circuit, but it, the, the lap dropped off, but also very good for Lance. You know, he, he is pretty close to his teammates, so the Aston Martins can maybe work together tomorrow in the race. Yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely the opportunity to do that. Um, Fernando Alonso has been very, very complimentary about Lance Stroll. I think he actually quite enjoys working with him. I don't think either of them are going to be particularly uh, political with each other because Alonso knows where his where his bread is buttered. And um, it, it's very, very feasible. And um, as you say, yeah, Stroll was uh, up in the first sector. And I think everybody was sat in the media centre seeing what he could do. Alonso had just flashed past at that point had lost time in the final sector because he was on a par with Perez in the first two. Uh, maybe it was, it was about a tenth behind. Stroll was up and everyone was like, just keeping it on the screen, trying to see if Stroll was going to do it. <laughs> oh, wh- why is he lost five tenths now in the final sector? Um, it just yeah. seems that that final sector isn't quite playing to the Aston Martin's strengths. It, it, showed in the, it showed in the lap time. I'm not saying that Stroll should have got pole because I don't think that it was particularly <laughs> on, but, um, you know, he could have, um, maybe he did lose a little mm. bit of life in those tyres and could have given it a little bit of a, a better go if he'd had his time again. 
Yeah, starting almost seven-tenths off of Perez's uh, pace, even though he did a, a purple first sector. Starting third on the road will be for a Mercedes George Russell, uh, again because of Leclerc's penalty. George Russell almost four-tenths quicker than his teammate Hamilton in qualifying trim. Uh, Lewis Hamilton lost uh, one of his times for track limits violation, starts down in seventh, but that's a second off the pace. What do you think Mercedes can do tomorrow? They are in that fight with Ferrari and Aston Martin and Alpine and they've been incredibly downcast. I did do a column about this last week that they are a little bit too eager to kind of say, oh, we're behind and all of this and all of that. And it's it's a point where you kind of accept that and you know that they're behind. Nobody else is particularly where they want to be apart from Red Bull. So at some point you've got to stop, you know, lamenting uh, where you are and crack on with it which their head of comms, let's say, uh, threw a few jibes at me for the other day. Ultimately, they're in that fight. Again, it's not where they want to be. They want to be at the front with Red Bull. That's not the possibility at the moment. But Russell will be there. And with Leclerc out of position, Russell's ahead of science. Something can be on for Mercedes here. And if Hamilton can be a little bit more canny with his race pace, because... um, you know the one he doesn't have the confidence with with one lap pace, but maybe on full tanks and maybe doing what he did, like he did at Bahrain, which was uh, you know get ahead of the Aston Martins and try and make that ascent through the field. If he can do that again, he's in that mix as well. If the team plays its cards right, that you know there is a chance for podium there. Things have got to go its way. I think I think it's very much a possibility. As our technical guru, can you just quickly give us a line on Mercedes development? So Toto Wolf even after qualifying, said, that's it, concept wrong, we're going to change it. Big crunch meeting on the Tuesday after Bahrain. Uh, They said no holds barred uh, and uh, agreed a new plan of attack. But what does that mean from your perspective? Well, what could it mean? I know we're speculating. Could it mean a B-spec car by sometime around Silverstone? Does it mean running parallel projects? Or does it mean forgetting about this car and putting everything into 2024. Can you give us any insight on some of the options they could be going through as a team? Well, the main issue they've got is with regards to cost cap. They can't just go and produce another car because they can't afford it. They've got to save their money for things this season and development for next season. And so it's not something that it's not a decision that they can take particularly lightly. But they have, I believe, identified a sort of certain development path that they want to do with this current car and see if that can start producing the results that they think they should be achieving. It may mean a departure of concept and what we can see from the car, you know, these these current side pods, or maybe with regards to its floor philosophy or something like that. It may require a change from that regard. But it's not a wholesale change that they can make. B-spec car, you know, where does where does a B-spec car end and where does it begin? Because I imagine that they'll want to change quite a few parts and there might be some visible changes with regards to bodywork. But for a full, you know, let's say for a full new chassis or something like that, for something completely new, they're not able to do that at this moment in time. So it's about trying to convert what they've got and changing the concept as much as they can which will be a compromise and they know that, but there will be aerodynamic changes that they can make and that will all feed into feed into next year. It's like, you know, looking at, let's say, Aston Martin last year, they came out with a car that wasn't very quick at all 
and it was uh, right at the bottom of the timesheets. But they made that car kind of adaptable and they were able to kind of change the very basic aerodynamic concept of it. And they moved up the order and you saw Sebastian Vettel doing some some great drives last season. They've been able to sort of build on that concept, but without the compromises in the packaging that the, the chassis already had that was kind of inherent to the design. That's the sort of kind of step that they can make. And then they'll be able to, in their mind, hopefully hit the ground running in 2024. There will be certain compromises in doing what they can do this season. Brilliant. Thank you. Right. Lots more to discuss. Stick around. We'll be back in just a second. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so the Ferraris were second and fifth on the road, lining up fourth for Sainz and 12th for Leclerc. Going through already those two control units, uh, the kind of the motherboards and the circuits that make the cars run really, frying two of them already. Second round, and he's getting penalties already. But they seemed quicker, at least today, uh, does this track suit the Ferraris more than Bahrain? Are they going to be hopeful for Sunday? It should do with regards to tyre wear because this is something that's been a bugbear of Ferraris for a little while now and they're not so great at managing the tyres and Bahrain really exacerbates that and it really magnifies that issue, particularly just because the tarmac is so uh, so abrasive. The tarmac in Jeddah isn't anywhere near like that. So with regards to tyre wear and that kind of thing, it shouldn't affect Ferrari quite so much. But they were honest. Leclerc was honestly a little bit surprised to be second in qualifying, and you know, without with without Verstappen's issue, yeah, it would have been P three. But that's still a good effort, nonetheless, to be a tenth and a half away from Perez's ultimate time. He does take that penalty, but he thinks that a podium again is very much possible. Leclerc said, you know, it's it's more possible for for Carlos Sainz than it is for him. But it's something that Ferrari feels that it's it's achievable, and it. It's, it knows that it's better with regards to race pace over qualifying, which I think is another contributing factor to why they were slightly surprised. But yeah, it's it's not all doom and gloom at Ferrari. Bahrain was a difficult round for them um, with regards to reliability and with tyre wear. And they've been really behind the eight ball so far this weekend. You know, the Ferraris haven't been really factoring at the top of the timesheets. There is the suspicion that they were perhaps running their engines quite detuned because they were just losing so much time in the straight lines in, in practice. But in qualifying, yeah, they seem to be much, much better in much better shape. And um, yeah, we'll see how they get on tomorrow, if they can fight for a podium, if they can, you know, find something over Alonso that maybe Alonso had over them in Bahrain. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, let's hope that Ferrari power unit is robust. They're not derating it or anything because it was still good. Some decent performances at times for Haas and Alfa Romeo over the weekend as well. So, you know, we'll wait and see on that. In terms of that midfield 
battle when, you know, we thought we were going to be talking about Aston, Alpine, McLaren. Well, things are working out a little bit different this year with Aston Martin's progress. Alpine line up with Ocon in sixth and Gasly in ninth. Bahrain was a weird one because we saw Gasly making progress through the field, Ocon collecting time penalties. So I feel like we haven't really just had a a chance to see them start where they should do and then progress from there. Is that where you expected them to be? This is probably a little bit more in line with what they promised as a team, perhaps over the off-season. The car's been really, really strong and it does seem quite wayward. So I was down a... Um, turn one and two and then turn uh, down at turns 22 and 23 on Friday you could see the Red Bulls going through the Aston Martins going through really 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 stable the Alpine looked a little bit all limbs kind of all a little bit wayward it it just seemed to produce the lap time where it needed to to see Gasly and Ocon up there it's not you know it's probably where it should be given the progress that it's made. Um, Ocon did have uh, a little bit of a a moment where he very nearly lost the car in qualifying um, and just about managed to keep it on the road. That was that was an issue that he had to face and he had to deal with. But it was a very, really, really strong performance from Alpine. and they'd looked really strong all weekend. So it's it's not a surprise given the context of the weekend to see them up, up there doing doing quite so well. Well, Oscar Piastri and Lando Norris had both had a little sniff of the wall this weekend. Uh, Oscar Piastri getting away with it and in his second qualifying for McLaren, starting eighth on the road. Lando Norris down in 19th. They had to retire him. Can you explain uh, what happened to Lando Norris? And if we heard from Piastri afterwards as well, he must be made up. Yeah, let's be honest, it was Norris's uh, fault there. He just got a little bit too over-eager with uh, trying to take the apex into the turn 27, which is the final corner, and just clipped the wall. When you do that, when you clip a concrete wall with your front left tyre, you're going to break something. And you know you could see that sort of tyre wiggle uh, where the suspension was just broken. And there was no chance of getting him back out in time. Um, so that ended Norris's session pretty much uh, immediately. He'd managed to get a lap in, and this was his going to be a second lap that was a bit stronger, but unfortunately he wasn't able to, to clock that. Piastri was um, really, really strong, and it was, uh, it was really good to see him in his first race doing such a... Sorry, in his first season doing uh, such a good job given the difficulties that he endured in, in Bahrain. He did say that he was very, very careful when it came to Jeddah because he has raced at the circuit before in Formula 2. He's won here twice, back when Formula 2 was doing three races a weekend for some unknown reason. But he hasn't raced here for over a year, so he was slowly trying to build up for it slowly get used to it because it's such a difficult circuit for a rookie to deal with but he was getting more and more comfortable the lap time just seemed to come for him and ultimately yeah he did a really really good job McLaren still knows that it's behind and it still has a lot of work to do with regards to its concept and development but that it though that that really difficult Bahrain the picture doesn't seem so bad now and realistically Norris probably should have been in in Q3 as well given his pace in practice sessions and you know maybe he's got a couple of tents on Piastri as well so you would have to expect both of them to be in on you know had things been a little bit normal and Norris sort of you know given uh, maybe a little bit of a quarter there in in Q1. Yeah people were quick to write off McLaren 
bottom of the constructors after the first round, but we haven't seen them do a, a, a full event yet. So, a, you know, a normal weekend. So this could be it. Uh, JBL, thank you very much. It's late here, which means it's very late for you. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for that. Uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more from you this season. Uh, that is your podcast for today. I'll finish off. Nico Hulkenberg in 10th, Joe Yu in 11th, Charlotte Claire 12th, as I mentioned. Kevin Magnussen's in his Haas in his 13th place. Valtteri Bottas is 14th, uh, followed by Max Verstappen 15th. Three places behind Charlotte Claire. Big action last year. Uh, they won't be doing the dance for the DRS activation line because that's been moved till after the Apex. Boo! Spoiling our fun, but uh, they will be on a similar piece of the track as they both make their way through the field. Uh, Yuki Sonoda, 16th, Alex Albon in the Williams 17th, Nick DeVries in the AlphaTauri 18th, Lando 19th, as we mentioned, and Logan Sargent 20th. That is your lineup for Sunday. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.